Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Uh, Before we get into today's topic, as always, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. Love it. So stop interrupting my introduction script, Father. I'm reading here and you just (laughs) just interrupt. I'm sorry, listeners. Let me continue, please, with my uh, pre-written introduction here. So very formal. On ignition. If you got questions, if you got questions, you, yeah. If you got questions about today's episode, ideas for future episodes, corrections for Father or myself, please contact us. You can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet us sfdiocese hashtag ignition. Again, sfdiocese hashtag ignition for Twitter, ignition at sfcatholic.org for email. Hi, Father. Oh, hi, Doctor Bergwell. How are you? I'm very well. <laughs> Good. I will not be treated as a puppet during your pre pre planned <laughs> announcement messages. So let's just dive right in, Father. Forget the banter. No banter. Uh, this is not going to be a, quite a banter free episode, but what? Banter light episode? Banter light introduction? That's it. I've got nothing. Sorry. <laughs> so we are recording this. Um, before Labor Day, this is airing before Labor Day, for those of you who listening on the radio um, would know that already. Um, and here in Sioux Falls, at least, uh, public school starts next week after Labor Day. Um, Catholic schools have already begun. Father, uh, you've already begun school. Oh, boy, howdy. Yeah, I asked you, and we we began uh, over a week ago. They've had, uh, they're on the second day of their second week of classes they started on the 24th we had freshmen moving on the 21st the 21st of august <laughs> who moves into college on the 21st of august aside from the board of uh, regents in south dakota well yeah you know yeah. so I, to t- I mean usually they move but you'll be done early it doesn't feel like it <laughs> <clears throat> i mean december 17th is the end of finals week oh yeah does it feel that earlier? It's you true. know, I mean, no extra little hidden day off gems in there. Did you ever, by the way, forget uh, yeah, this whole banter-free introductions falling by the side? Yeah, I told you. I did you ever? I don't know if I ever had an. I think I had an exam near the end of finals week, but I hated that. Like nobody's around. Nah. You're all. I was looking nah. forward to home for you. Didn't care. Nah, I didn't really? care. Oh, I enjoyed man. finals week actually. Finals just, week was the cleanest my room would ever be. <laughs> I think I've said this before. I don't don't remember this conversation. uh, Simply because um, I didn't want to study, and so I would clean. (laughs) It's 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 the way I went. All right. I was just not a good studier. I mean, I I tested well. I performed, but I just wasn't a good studier. Discipline, as you well know, probably. Not so much. Not so much. So uh, we're not here to talk about our college final week experiences, though, are nope. we? Nope. nope. Uh, but we are going to talk about school, or more broadly, about education. Uh, we don't need no education. We don't need... <laughs> I don't... Yeah, you... Never mind. We won't talk about music either. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what we want to t- do today is, is talk, we step back just the beginning of the school year, uh, for those who've already begun or are about to begin, um, and, and talk about the nature, the purpose, the goal of education. And I, because, mm. Father, I, I think it's a, 
we, we've, we've talked about talking about this topic for a little bit now. I just, I think our, our culture in general, being very pragmatic and practical and just do it sort of mentality, we don't often, I think, step back and ask the question, well, why? Why? What's the goal? What's the purpose? Thought control? I'm just going on the Pink Floyd little riff. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's not a saint reference. But anyways. No, yeah, so, so why do we do education? I mean, why do we go to school? I mean, when, you can do a whole, we could, we could go all sorts of different ways with this. I mean, like is schooling education? Is schooling the only way to receive an education? Right. No. Right. Right. We're not going to go that way. Today's. We're just going to talk about education in general. But just, just, just to briefly tease that, what are some other ways that we could go? How else can you educate yourself? Uh, experience. Oh, what do you mean? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like I mean, bye bye. <laughs> the experience of uh, how uh, how many ignition, uh, episodes of ignition have we done, and uh, the things that we've learned about what not to do and what to do. Yes. See. Yes. There's no school. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even and obviously even um, book learning. You can do on your own. Yes. I mean, lifelong study. Mm-hmm. Uh, the learning of discipleship. Ah. <laughs> Gave myself an appreciatory snap on that one. There we go. Yeah, I, I've, pro- I've probably I probably have said this on Ignition before, but every now and then. So, you know, we both had um, science backgrounds to the initial science? beginning of our collegiate careers. Me as an engineering major, you as a chemistry, chemistry major. Yep. Um and I think I've said before to you, either off the air, if not on the air, there every now and then I'll go and like check out Calculus for Dummies or the Idiot's <laughs> Guide to Calculus just to look back on. I love math. Oh, math is great. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I mean, I was going to banter this even more, but uh, I'm actually reading a, a, a science fiction uh, series, which is a hard science science fiction, yep. Yep. which is a lot of fun. So, but uh, never mind. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, drive us, drive. Where are we going, Doctor Bergwald? Well, so drive to the, the question of why school, why education. Uh, again, I don't think people think about that a lot. Well, and we'll get to. I think what is probably the most common answer to that question. But before we get to the common answer, I want to begin maybe with with a more um, our answer to the question. Okay, what is the goal of education? And I, I think I think all the answers are somewhere are oriented towards the question of the flourishing of the human being. Not necessarily that language is not necessarily thought out, but the goal I think of, of education is to to flourish as human beings, whatever one means by that. But I think that's a good uh, a good thing to spend a little bit time talking about um, the goal of education, the end of education, the purpose of education being the flourishing of the human person. Right. And to, to, to be able to engage, to grasp with both hands the meaning of your humanity. And, we, and this would get into some very fundamental philosophy yep. of, say, like Aristotle, very fundamental notions of Socrates. what— Socrates. Socrates. Yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, for those of you scoring at home. Um, but, you know, and Aristotle speaking about the human person as a rational animal. Right. And so we're an animal in many sorts of ways, you know— uh, Biologically, I mean, a, a heartbeat, things like that, blood, uh, uh, gestating our young on the inside. Um, but uh, we're different in the sense that we have this capacity and use of reason. Right, right. To, to, to discern, to learn, to calculate, and then to uh, arrive at universals from particulars. Say, explain that a little bit. 
Well, uh, so when we talk about arriving at universals from particulars, you know, I can touch a flame and find that it's hot and touch another flame and find that it's hot. And eventually I can say, you know, all flames are hot. Right. And so therefore, if I don't want to be burned, I will not touch flames. So from the particular circumstance or the particular um, experience or experiences of touching a flame, you derive a universal conclusion that flame is hot. Right. Which is unique to human beings. To unique human experience. Now, I mean, some people could talk about there might be some animal conditioning in that way, but not to the same idea. And that we, because we go beyond just knowing, oh, stay away. We also have this idea of flame and heat and burning. And we abstract these into our intellect and that we we share a meaning of these things. Yep. And and so we have a concept which we communicate to others. So communication um, of concepts is also... Uh, uniquely human phenomenon. Right, and so part of education, human flourishing is also the art of communicating. Right. right, right. So it's not just the art of abstracting, the art of arriving at universals, but it's also the art of uh, learning to um, to communicate. So I think it's, it, and, and the reason why I think it's good to talk about um, this topic is, again, we don't think often about the goal of education being human flourishing or even specifically about what the, what, what the true human flourishing looks like. Right. We don't think often about thinking. No, we don't. We don't think often. <laughs> we, we do. Which is interesting, Father, actually, with that. You, you, for years and years and years in um, uh, the, the formal world of education, how to educate, you know, teachers. And, right. So <laughs> we hear about critical thinking skills. Correct. We, I've heard about the critical thinking skills almost since I was in elementary, back in the 80s. Critical well, thinking skills. But we don't, evidently we're not doing a good job teaching critical thinking skills. because Talk a lot about it, don't do much of it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah in our culture it's absent. So anyway, so the goal of education, uh, we are arguing, is human flourishing. What does that look like? It's it, From a Catholic perspective, it's not just a matter of the intellect. Although, and it is a matter of the intellect, but not just a matter, just of, the a matter of the intellect. And it's worth even just saying a bit on the intellect, I think, first. I mean, because I don't think we can take it for granted as much anymore of what uh, intellectual formation is. Right, yep, yep. Because part of intellectual formation is the idea that there are universal, knowable truths that apply to all peoples and all places at all times. Right. Uh, and that's not just empirical truths that if I weigh five ounces and you weigh five ounces, these five ounces are the same. Right. Right. Um, But uh, even moral truths and philosophical truths and religious truths, but that we have the capacity to know these truths. And that's that's the intellectual faculty. Right. Right. That you can know truth. Right. Okay. To 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 to. to, And so it's just that is a part of education when that's not a part of education then it's not a human education. As opposed, so what might it be instead? Well, that's a good question. I don't really okay. know. Um, I mean, I mean, you, you could uh, 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 indoctrination. That's, that's, that's um, goes thought control. To go back to Pink Floyd. Yeah, ideology. Right. Think, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely ideology. Um, and again, that's that's probably a whole topic for another episode. Yes, but not today. But not today. So, so. Um, educating to the human person, the entire human person, obviously, yes, definitely including the intellect in this full, robust sense that we that you were just explaining. But it's not just intellectual formation. No. What else is no. there? So even the, the uh, education of our emotions, uh, which I think is something that we can 
neglect or forget about in our fact-filled day, and, and to our detriment, um, but even the, the education of how to understand and to use our own emotions. Right. Although, you know, in some ways, there's kind of, I think, a rising understanding of this, at least in cultural discussions, because you know, nowadays you don't hear just about IQ, you also hear about EQ. Oh, emotional quotient. Right. Yeah. Which is like your- Emotional aff- intelligence. Right. Your ability to be aware of your own affects and what's going on uh, within you in that way. So, uh, which, uh, to me, another aspect of, 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 uh, of a, an adequate education is the degree to which it, it uh, allows for, encourages self-awareness and self-knowledge. Correct. Right. Um, because with that, you know, your emotional intelligence, are you, how self-aware are you? Of your affects. Yeah, that self-awareness is a very big part of that emotional uh, awareness. Because, I mean, to, to know what's going on. Right. 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 And we've talked about this, I think we've talked about this, just like the example of the immaturity of a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, when my nephew was three and he was tired, he would just start running into things. And my sister-in-law would see him running into things, running into her. And she'd say, do you need a nap? Oh, Yeah. Right. You know, like he never heard of a nap before, right. you know, but he was tired. He needed a nap. Um, so in the same way, just that emotional awareness, understanding of ourselves. And I, I, so I think, you know, I've, I've uh, talked with friends and family members before and just, you know, wh- why did you say that? Why do you like this or why don't you like that? Well, I don't know. Right. And just, and, and I've responded, I don't, I don't know, but that, that hopefully can prompt us to reflect a little bit on that. Like, why do I gravitate towards certain experiences and not others? What does that say? Is that is that a fault or is that just a, a preference, which is fine one way or the other? And I think oftentimes we know why, we just don't have it like ready on yeah. file. Yep. Right. It's kind of deep stored. Let me call that up. And and I mean, some personalities are just fine with that. It's, I'm my, my type of personality. I want to know why. Right. Like, it's important for me to be able to articulate that myself. Not necessarily necessary for everybody, but in, for me it is. Right. And, and so this emotional uh, education part of the person is not just uh, being aware of our feelings. Right. 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 There's something being deeper to this and because our feelings uh, can be wrong or false to a situation. Right. So we have to learn how to bring our feelings, our emotions in touch with reality. And that's part of the educational process. Yep. Yep. You know, um, that there's things that seem really upsetting, but maybe shouldn't be as upsetting. You know, or the fir- our first experience of uh, some difficulty or something might overwhelm us. But we have to learn how to not be overwhelmed by that emotion in the moment, uh, in that action, in order to uh, keep moving. And that's just part of human life. Right, right. And part of that, too, is just growing in virtue. I mean, as you were talking mm-hmm. there, Bob, mm-hmm. oftentimes I, I feel impatient, with, especially with regard to my children. But that's not necessarily their fault, although sometimes it is. Right. But it's 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 more typically my fault in that that I lack the virtue of patience. Right. I mean, because the three year old's not going to act like a twenty three year old. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Although some twenty three year olds yeah, act yeah, like three year yeah. olds. <laughs> but yeah. So what else? What else about this whole idea of educating the whole person? What actually? I mean, it, it's a fascinating opportunity to speak a little bit. We don't have too much time, but to speak a little bit about uh, C.S. Lewis and his concern from the book, The Abolition of Man, which we have brought up before in some capacities. I think so. But just with his concern for the idea of having this integrated humanity where um, he, he, he worried in this book that modern education was moving in such a trajectory that uh, we would be reduced to being just 
facts on one side and dominated by emotions on the other with no real integration, no real communication between these two aspects of our humanity and thus losing our humanity in the process. Hence, he called it the abolition of man. Right. But to have... Um, to be, to be able to understand facts and to understand feelings and know how the two work together in that regard. And so he had this uh, this image or this metaphor of men without chests. Right. And so like with that image of men without chests, you have your head, you have your gut. So head, facts, you know, empirical things. You have your gut, uh, kind of the, the emotions, the movement. But the chest being that place where uh, this integrating faculty comes in where the two facts and emotions learn how to speak with one another what oh so just think like an example that way would be like okay you have the fact of your marriage and then you might have the emotion of uh feeling of displeasure with your spouse right well okay how do i integrate these two things together you know does displeasure with my spouse mean the fact that we're no longer married well no it can't trump that fact that's an effect that's never going to dissolve until death and so i have to figure out a way to integrate these two experiences right and that's what's interesting to me, and I don't remember, it's been a while since I read Abolition of Man, if he points to this or not, but biblically speaking, the heart mm. is, is, is the heart of the matter, is the center of the, of, of the human being, the human person. The place of deep decision. And that's, where, that's of course, found in the chest. So right. it's, I think his, his metaphor that way is, is very powerful and very biblical, reflecting the fact that the heart is what integrates our, our feelings, our emotions, and our, our knowledge, our intellect. And I think uh, a neat little tool of this sort of education that we have in our own day is, uh, for those that are in uh, our di- in this Diocese of Sioux Falls, uh, kids starting the CCD year and things like that shortly or already have. And one of the things we use is, is a curriculum that actually has this idea of emotional virtue of emotional intelligence and emotional formation as a part of it right. that we use uh, to try and help protect our young children. Yep. And we, our, our, even our teenage children, but they're young too. They s- think they are. So. <laughs> I'm 16. My yes. twelve, my 11-year-old doesn't think she's young. But really? Uh, there you go. So, so say more about the connection here. How does this relate to the whole idea? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a program called Circle of Grace. I think it came from the Archdiocese of Omaha. Yep. Omaha. Yep. Omaha. So the Archdiocese of Omaha is where it was written. And it, it, it's a good program. And it's not just kind of like a stranger danger uh, type of thing, but to try and over the course of 12 years with his students to teach them this idea of personal integrity uh, and uh, that you have a certain you know response to things which are good and which are bad. Right. And to learn to teach you which responses to trust and which ones need to be formed, which is just the idea of forming a conscience, yep. which the catechism talks about. Um, so I actually had a little conversion experience of this. Can I, can I tell that? Uh, sure. Okay. So, um, so I, I was kind of reading through this curriculum like, and it was starting to make more sense now, just looking at the key terms from year to year to year and like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the trajectory they're going on. And that's a really good trajectory because my, my college students, my high schoolers, my parish, I mean, these are things that they need. Right. And so to start this trajectory at kindergarten, first grade and continue all the way throughout, that's brilliant. But uh, I was talking with uh, uh, a parent, and they had just had a scare uh, with one of their children where they were up at night uh, and using uh, their electronic device that they shouldn't have been using that late night. should have turned into Mama Dan at bedtime, whatever. And I uh, was talking with a friend via Instagram, which is a social media website. And on Instagram, uh, this third person came up and started talking with uh, them and their friend and started asking for lewd photos of them. 
And uh, thanks be to God, uh, the child said no. Mm-hmm. Uh, preteen said no, uh, and you know went to went to authorities and things like that. There's but there's a lot of manipulation going on. Right. Like the person was, I mean, putting all full court press on, and uh, and so the, the the dads tell me all this. I said, you got to tell your daughter that what you felt in that moment when you felt things were were wrong, that was correct. Right. You know, that was a wrong moment. Right. And so the next time you feel that way, you need to get out of that situation just as you got out of this situation. Yeah, it's really interesting because that's where, you know, man, I get in, we could get too much into the weeds in terms of philosophical or theological, theological anthropology, but that's not really, like, that's almost more of an intuition, mm-hmm. right? You know, I mean, that's, that sense that we have in our conscience that... Uh, of a, of a, this is a, this is a bad situation and how to properly respond. It's not necessarily something that we abstractly reason out. It just it's an insight, an intuition that we have that we should, and as in this case, she did properly act on. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, but I mean, it had to do. I mean, that that's part of that old. I mean, that's part of that non-factual capacity, though. Right. I mean, right. And so, yeah. Um. But either way, I mean, those are things that uh, programs like Circle of Grace help our young people to learn about and to experience and help parents uh, be able to better understand and better teach their children how to react in such a, in a situation that no one wants their children to be in, but at some point you have to start equipping them for that situation. Right, right, right. And they're not telling like first graders what to do with social media yeah. perverts when they come on, <laughs> you know, uh, when, when they start bugging them. No, I mean, but, but it's giving them a baseline of thought and, uh, and how to see themselves and their Christian dignity and identity. And so, so equipping them, um, forming them and equipping them, hopefully, right. to handle those, all those sorts of situations. Circle of Grace is the ignition of child. Uh, <laughs> we are the standard by which all are the, oh boy, it's scary. No. No. So, so this is, just gives you a taste, I think, of, of what we're after with a, a broader um, understanding of what education is. Because I think, and, and we're, we're going to dive back into that in, in just a moment, but I think Father, that the the common conception of education today mm. is oriented towards ultimately getting a job. Right. Glor- glorify. I mean, just it's trade. Trade right. education. Trade education. Yep. Um, and and so everything, even from the K twelve pre K twelve, is ultimately oriented towards finding a career in which you can make a living. Uh, K through sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Eighteen. Twenty. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and then there's a certain danger in that way. And I talk to my college students about this. There's a danger. You know, why do you take loans out to go to school? Why do you go to school to get a job? Why do you get a job to pay off my loans? <laughs> you know, uh, there can be this certain like destruction, the self-destructive loop in that way. Right. Which is not what education is and not what uh, grade school, high school and uh, college opportunities can be. And even, even trade school right. shouldn't be that either. Right. Even though it's a little more direct a trade. Because it's all oriented, should, well, you know, and maybe we could have said this at the beginning, and part mm-hmm. of education should be about discerning what is God's call for my life? What, what does God yeah. want me to, because he knows, he created each of us individually, personally. And so what is his intent, his, his, his purpose for me in my avocation, my, my profession for me, whatever it is? Right. And then that's part of that experiential aspect of education that we spoke about at the beginning, is discernment like that is best done through doing. Right. Yeah. Right. So as opposed to that, uh, maybe, uh, again, a more authentic understanding of what the goal of education is, educating the entire 
person, which traditionally we referred to as a liberal education. Right. So a liberal arts degree didn't necessarily equip you with skills that would you will allow you to get a job in a particular field after college. But it was about that critical thinking that you spoke of before is about being able to uh, understand yourself and understand the world and understand reality and to better uh, be able to, to chew on the two. Exactly. So I think an example that comes to mind, a um, contemporary example, I've, I've got a friend who uh, went to college, was in the honors program, which is a great books program. I think he's humanities major. He's working for True Scott uh, Lawn Care. <laughs> Yeah. Um, in, in doing price pricing um, analysis. Yeah. It wasn't a finance uh, major. He wasn't a business major, but he's working in corporate America because he had acquired the uh, that robust sense of education that we're talking about here. And and that and that's precisely it. You know, I uh, that's actually one of the things I loved about my undergraduate before I went to the seminary is it had an honors program based off of this idea of liberal arts and uh we actually read Cardinal Newman, mm. uh, blessed uh, John Henry Cardinal Newman, in his book, The Idea of a University, right. for the, to try to understand more this idea of the purpose of a liberal education. It's not, it's not practical per, per se in the sense of A will lead to B, but it is practical in the sense that it's the best, uh, it, it's a way to understand your own humanity. Right, right. And so uh, for all sorts of reasons, Yes, you can get a job when you when you have these quote unquote skills that a liberal education gives you, but you also just become a well rounded person uh, who can be a you know a, a good a faithful citizen, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the th- things that are essential for a democracy to thrive in, but just for us as Catholics as Christians mm-hmm. to fulfill God's will for our lives. Right, um, that, that that whole person education, and you know, a lot of my college students. Um, rebel at the idea of uh, the general requirements, right? G- graduation requirements. Yep. Um, it's interesting. I heard uh, someone speak, it was actually on a radio program, but actually talking about how when you go to college, you quit doing things you don't like to do. So if you don't like math and you go to college and you're an English major, oh. you're probably never going to take math again. Right. I didn't like biology. You know how many biology <laughs> courses I took in college? Zero. Zip. Zero. You know, nada. And uh, so in a certain sense, I uh, I lost opportunities for my own well-roundedness. Right. Right. So it's it just the, the value of that whole person formation. Right. And even just like, you know, to actually take a course that you don't want to take because it's good for you. <laughs> because, because it's good for me, but I don't like it. doesn't yeah, matter. It's, it's, like, it's like running the mile I don't want to run as I'm training for uh, a race because, you know, that mile is probably the mile I most need to run. So um, we got about 30 seconds left. I'm going to ask you an unfair question so you can punch <laughs> like it you always do. I know, I know. Okay, so what if I'm I'm 41? I am 41, mm. almost 42. I'm well out of college. Yep. Okay, what do I do? Keep reading, keep talking to people, keep learning. Yeah. You never stop. You, you don't, and most people don't stop learning. They just think they did because we associate learning so often with schooling. schooling. Yep. Yep. And learning and schooling are not the same. Uh but, you know, keep learning about your faith. Keep learning about new things. Yep. You know, that's part of the advantage of the information age. Yep, absolutely. We can talk more about that in the future, but I think that's good for today. So we'll wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag Ignition with any thoughts, questions, or topics for future episodes. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.